Welcome to Bleacher Brawls. It's another Stripes episode. I'm here with Michael. I'm your host, John. Uh, here to talk Yankees, Giants, and just really New York in general, New York sports in general. Um, ready to jump right into it with our first pitch. So it's been a couple weeks, partially my fault. Um, Michael, how's it going, man? What have you been up to? How's life treating you? It's good, man. Good. Just uh, working, like, you know, the, trying to make it. Um, you know, I thought we had a some positive momentum with uh, Jason Dominguez and uh, kind of just like the Giants, they tore that right out of my heart. So, um, you know, other than that, good, man. How are, how, how have you been? Um, yeah, that pretty much describes it. It's like we'll get into the bad right away. That Jason Dominguez thing, dude, that, that was crushing. To see this kid come up just looks so good not overmatched at all and gets hurt right away and he's out for who knows how long you know they say it could be as short as six or seven months it could be as long as 10 or 11 months so who knows when we're seeing this kid again so it's so unfortunate but uh what i mean obviously it hurts but what were your thoughts overall and just anything you want to add about just how gut-wrenching that is (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say I haven't been on since he's since he came up. So um, I don't know, man. Like you, you kind of said it. Like, dude, just looks so comfortable. Like he looked like he's you know been in the league for two, three years already. His you know his demeanor was always like you know he always had that grin on his face, like almost just like he just like you know he's a he's a pro. And uh, no, yeah, I when I saw I needed Tommy John, I was like I've never even I've. Can't even think of like a, a player who needed Chama John that wasn't a pitcher. So I was like, where, where does this come from? But I mean, I guess it's a little bit more common than I guess I put it, you know, used to. But no, it's it's gut wrenching. Um, they they, I mean, he he was swinging the bats. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I think I think Gleyber Torres had Tommy John in the minor leagues before he came up. I knew he, I remember Glaber Torres, like he was on the verge of coming up and then had a surgery that put him out for basically a season. So I think it might've been Tommy John though. Don't quote me on that. And I'm pretty sure that's what Trevor's story uh, is just came back from. So that's the excuse to why he's terrible for Boston anyway, is because <laughs> he's coming back off of Tommy John. Uh, but already, yeah, it just, it stinks for Dominguez and just hope he gets better on the quicker side and just, Oh man, what a what a gut wrenching blow right away. Um, tough break for the Yankees. Uh, today, so though, right now we got the Red Sox and the Yankees playing a doubleheader because of a rain out yesterday. The last I checked, it was two to one with the Yankees. I meant to pull it up on my phone, but I didn't. Um, I've, I've so, yeah. seen two to one still. Yeah, yeah, two to one. So the Yankees won the first game and now uh, still up second game. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of this game? I do know, like, earlier on, it was on during the day when most people are working, so. Well, it was funny. Uh, I <laughs> I had a slower day at work, so I actually did catch the first game, most of it, and then the second game, I, I got busy after work doing some chores, so um, I didn't get to see that, or I'm not, I haven't really paid too much attention to this one, um, but I mean, it's good to see a win. I mean, what is that, our second win of the season with that team, so. Um, that's always nice. I was going to say, I was really hoping we weren't coming on here, like lost first game down seven, you know, kind of like the rest of the season, but, um, no, it's been good. Um, I would say, uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know if you said you watched it or not, but I did see, uh, in the first game, burrito looked decent. Uh, went, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of really strong innings. Yeah. I had, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
No, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, which, you know, pitching, you, uh, we, we need all the help we can get there. So. Yeah, definitely. And I, so I did, I did watch some of the first game. I was working, but I have it here on my phone. You know, I have the app on my phone, so I can just kind of put it up there next to my monitor as uh, paying attention the best I could. And then I did get to watch some of the second game. You know, we put it on. It's a family tradition here in my household as we watch the Yankees at dinner during baseball season. Um, because fortunately for me, the game started at 6, being an hour behind New York. Um, so I did see some of that game. And Car- the good news, the good positive coming out of that game was Carlos Verona actually didn't look half bad. Uh, he had a, some decent break on, I guess it's, uh, curveball. It was his breaking ball anyway. I maybe they call it a sweeper now. I, I don't know. They're starting to change the names around, just confuse me. Whatever. His breaking ball had some serious break tonight. Uh and he looked pretty good. So pitching against the Red Sox in Fenway, which we all know is one probably the biggest hitters park in the American League. Uh Rodon actually came out and pitched pretty good. So that's a positive and a good takeaway. But um it, it is getting to that point though where this season it's starting to become a lost cause and the fact that this is it, like this is our big series against the Red Sox. We win this series, we probably make them the last pace team. So, and that's what the, that's what this year came down to. It really sucks, and it's just a depressing year for it to play out like this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I was thinking the same thing at work. I was like super hyped, like man, if we if we take this series, like we get fourth place, and you know, if nothing else, it's it's a little chip on our shoulder saying like you know didn't think we'd be here a month ago, but. Um, no, I mean, in the same breath, you know, it's, that's not how Yankee fans are supposed to think. We're not supposed to be happy with fourth place or even supposed to be, you know, rooting for fourth place, but it's tough. What are you going to do? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted to say like, you know, like you said, it's a lost cause. Like maybe do you sit Aaron judge? Like, you know, is, what is he chasing? Like, you know, just stay healthy, rest, lift. I mean, if he wants to play, let him play, but what, why risk, you know, injury, you know, he signed him for all these years, just let him chill. Um, even today when I watched the first game, like, and it could just be me being a, a nagging Yankees fan, but like a couple balls hit the right field. I'm just like, you know, he looked a little slow, uh, getting to the ball. So, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if he was just taking it easy cause it was a ground ball single anyways, but I seen Aaron judge play hard, you know, not saying he didn't play hard, but I'm just like, man, maybe his heart's just not into it cause they're in fifth place and maybe it's just time to, you know, let him sit. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. I I like that idea too. Just phantom injury, or even not even phantom. Like we know his toes banged up. Like you know what? We're just shutting him down. It's pointless for him to be out there. He wants to play. He can come out and say he's mad that he's getting shut down, and that's fine. But I think they have to protect him from himself and just like look towards the future at this point. One guy who I do think should keep playing is DJ LeMahieu, who's been red hot since they brought in Sean Casey as the new hitting coach. I don't know how much a hitting coach would matter to a guy like DJ LeMahieu, but dang, he has been red hot these past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Um, I would say hopefully he just continue. Like you said, don't, there's certain people that don't, that don't deserve to come out at the end of the season. And I think he's on that list. I mean, with the way he played the season, I think he needs all the practice he can get all the reps he can get. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's, he's definitely stepped up the last few days. I, I, I think the last time I was on or one of the last time I was on, we talked about Sean Casey and how much of an impact we thought he was going to make. And I think like even their personalities with DJ and him, like they kind of mesh, like, you know, they, they're pretty much just all about ball. They don't really talk too much, anything else. That's all they care about is just baseball and hitting. So I'm sure they get along real well in the locker room and I'm sure he's learning a lot. I mean, 
like we said, the dude was a career 300 hitter, so they better learn something because I don't think we have any on this team right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, seriously. And that they are so – it really is something else. And to see this with LeMahieu doing – what LeMahieu is doing right now, it, you have – Hope that next season that's what he's can he can carry it on. And he had a terrible start to this year, but maybe he is a guy that he's not done yet. We really did. I did think when they signed him that six year deal that it was going to be a good deal, and at least for the first five years he'd be good. Um, so he's just a guy I still kind of have faith in looking towards the future. And now looking towards the future, one thing we like to do here is talk about the pendulum between the rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Where does it stand? Which team is closer to a World Series? Taking all into account, anywhere from current roster, farm system, manager, um, you just of faith in the front office. So um, taking all that into account, uh, I was curious what your thoughts are. Like, who, which of these two teams right now is closer to the World Series? Um, I was thinking about this before we got on, I mean, and try to be like as fair as possible. Like I did look at like their roster and like, I mean, look, they're like, they're as far as like a batting and hitting percentage wise, like their roster right now is better than ours. Um, now we've had a lot of people injured. I mean, I think we've been the most injured team of the league this year. Um, and also who predicts Anthony Rizzo and DJ LeMahieu and Gron Carlos Santana all to hit the worst slump of their life during a whole season. So um, I, I mean, I don't, as far, and that's just, like I said, current rosters, current batting average, they look better hitters. Um, as far as young talent though, I mean, we're, I think we're miles ahead. I know they got Cassis and they thought Bella was the next coming of Pedro, but I think that got nipped in the butt. And, um, I mean, that, don't get me wrong. Cassis is a good players and I know they got Devers for a minute, but that's not, I don't think those two win you a championship, especially you don't have, you know, the pitching that, you know, they think they have. Um, neither do we. So, I mean, I don't know if one's ahead of the other. Um, as a Yankees fan, I'm going to tell you our young guys, we have a lot more, I think young guys coming in, uh, long, a lot more young guys that even prove themselves. Like, I think we can officially say we're okay with Anthony Volpe's first season. I know the batting average is low, but I mean, the dude hit 20 home runs and stole 20 bases. I'm okay with that. We didn't really expect him to be a, you know, Barry Bonds out there. We just wanted him to be competitive and show signs, and I think that's all he did. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Yankees uh, again. Fandom probably, but I mean, what as a Red Sox fan, like, you know, what can you tell me? Like, why are you ahead of us? Like, what what makes you ahead of us? You're in the same boat as us, if not worse. I think we have the younger talent. Yeah, I mean, it's because Heim Bloom's a genius, apparently. So, no, and that's kind of it. I do think the Yankees are still in the better spot because we do, at least we have Garrett Cole at the top of our rotation. Um, there's a, Radon's a big question mark, but there's he's a left-handed pitcher pitching Yankee Stadium, so he could potentially turn it around. If he can get his head right, which I think is just the problem. I think it's just his head. Uh, if he can get his head right, bring in CeCe Sabathia to become his best friend and be like, no, this is how you got This is how you got to be to be be successful in New York. Uh, have CeCe come mentor him. I think you got a, could still have a solid one-two punch at the top of the line, rotation. And um, we did see some talent like for the young kids that have come up. You know, if Volpe his was a solid player this year, a really good defensive shortstop as the season went on. Um, and Dominguez, for all like the hype we've heard about him, it looked like he could potentially live up to that. So I do think we have 
some potential. The Yankees have some potential in the minor leagues. I think both of our farm systems are kind of rated roughly the same. So then it kind of becomes, well, what trust do you have in your general manager to develop these prospects or to make the right trade? And I just think both of these guys are bumbling idiots. I think Bloom has lost pretty much every trade he's made. And, you know, uh, we, we're going to have plenty of arguments over in that in the offseason about uh, what how many trades this guy has blown and how bad of a job he's done. Um, it's still, we're going to see it all play out. I think both of these teams are in bad shape, but I do think the Yankees are better set up to kind of run into one than the Red Sox are. I think the Red Sox make a bunch of bad trades and I just don't see them as a better team right now. Not, it's not, they're both bad teams or at least below average teams. So I think the Yankees might have a little bit more potential. And we, for what it's worth, we have seen Brian Cashman every now and then pull one out and kind of put together a really good team that can go deep into the playoffs and maybe even win a World Series. And we just haven't seen Heimloom do that for the Red Sox. So I guess, yeah, now as I'm talking this out, I definitely think the Yankees are slightly better positioned. But again, both teams, it's not like they're in a great position either. But the Yankees over the Red Sox in that one, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, just just as you were talking about it, I was thinking about it. Like, I mean, they don't have a better player than Aaron Judge. They don't have a better pitcher than Garrett Cole. Um, the GMs, obviously, I think, like, you hit it on the head. I think they're both, you know, walking billboards that just don't know what the hell they're doing as far as a baseball sense. And they just like to spend money and throw trades around. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, we got our fair share of bad trades, too. Um, I, you know, I still get nightmares thinking about Josh Donaldson. So, um, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be it's going to be tough, uh, I guess, moving forward. We're going to find out real quick in the offseason. I mean, both I, every every time you log on Twitter, they're already talking about who they're going to go after this offseason, who they're going to go after or get in Japan. So, um, who knows? Yeah, the Red Sox, and I think one thing that's going to hold the Red Sox back is because you got Devers at third base and Casas at first. So on your infield, you have Butchers on the corners. Yoshida's a below-average outfielder. And despite the fact that that left field is, like, from third base to the Green Monster, it's, like, 60 feet. Like, I mean, it's right there. So he doesn't have a lot of ground to cover, so I don't know how he's doing so bad. Um and then they're going to have to trade Verdugo in the offseason, and his values are at an all-time low. So teams are going to know they're not going to have to give up a lot to get Alex Verdugo, who's disgruntled there. Uh, and Cassis, for as great as you keep, I keep hearing how Tristan Cassis is and how he could, how he's going to win an MVP one day. He's was over last I checked, he was 0 for three in the second game tonight. I don't know, has he had a fourth at bat? Is he 0 for four yet? Like, I mean. That's what you expect. No, he's still 0 for 3 with two strikeouts in the second game. So, uh, Trevor Story batting 178. Yikes. That's even lower than Stanton. So, um, yeah, this, this this team's a mess. <laughs> uh, I'd like to I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, old Verdugo for game one. Uh, last at bat, Clay Holmes couldn't throw a strike to save his life. And uh, Verdugo swung at the first pitch and hit a ground, double play to end the game. So appreciate that. Bases were loaded with only one out, and we were up one. So uh, I saw him throw his, you know, tantrum walking into the bullpen after. It was fantastic to to end my workday. So yeah, when I'm, I was watching the game in the ninth inning too, wanting to see the end, like okay, this is close, and. <laughs> 
Aaron Boone goes to Clay Holmes. I mean, dude, you got to be kidding me. You're bringing this guy in against the Reds. Like, he can't get any of these guys out. Like, this is going to end disastrously. And then, you know, we're up to base, like you said, bases loaded, one out. Like, this is going to be so bad. And, like, I'm pretty sure. I, <laughs> oh, my bad. I was going to say, I'm pretty no, sure no. he walked them all. He walked them all on base. I'm pretty sure he yeah. had three straight walks. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an absolute disaster, and somehow he got out of it. So th- I really appreciate Alex Verdugo quitting on the team, just trying to show up Alex Cora. Uh, I guess there's some kind of argument over who's the better Alex in that clubhouse, and uh, I think they're both pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, it couldn't have been a fun conversation, that's for sure. I don't even know what happened. I mean, maybe you I, – I wasn't paying attention that week to Red Sox baseball, but all of a sudden I heard that him and Cora were in like a spat and he might have got benched or something like that. And from what I like would say a year ago, you would ask me, like, that's the most Red Sox player you have on the team. So I don't, I don't really know what happened. Yeah, he's apparently, I guess that's what he did. He kind of quit on the team and got suspended. And he's had multiple suspensions and he's disgruntled because he's not getting his contract extension that he wants. So, um, Uh, all things, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm glad to see it. It works well for us, you know. (laughs) Let this guy be disgruntled. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen him hit enough balls at Yankee Stadium to know I don't want to see him again. Yeah, (laughs) get him out of there. Yeah. Shoot, I'll take him on the Yankees. <laughs> we could use the left-handed bat to play left field. Oh, I was say actually, left field. He's kind of a book. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily a good fielder either, though. Um, but speaking about embarrassments and not being good on the field, let's talk the New York Giants. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the segue right there, right? It's just that was. Oh God, I don't, I don't know. What's the word to describe what that was? Like, just it kicked it, a punch in the gut, kicked the gut, whatever. Of just Deflating. being excited. Yes, being excited all off season, and then that's what we get. And we were right there, like that first drive. We were headed down the field, marching down the field. Like this is going to be so good. And yep. Oh, the rookie center, which he's a rookie center, so. In his first game, long oh, it was just um, I don't know. You go first on this one. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was tough, man. I mean I I bleed blue and red just like I bleed Yankees, so it was tough. Um, I I like deflating is the word I think we were looking for because like you spend months just hyping yourself up and watching all the you know the the, the training camps and the preseasons and who you acquire and you know all this hype and and just to get embarrassed on your home field on, you know, on prime time. It was just gut wrenching. And I don't know. I mean, I still, I'm still got a, you know, not in my stomach. I, I can't, I don't even like, like watching highlights yet. I can't even think about next week yet. I'm still just at a loss. Cause like you said, we, I mean, that first drive we were, I thought I was like, look at us, look at us go, you know, this is exactly what we were waiting for. Then you're like, all right, stalled out, got a field goal. We'll take it. First drive of the year, no biggie. From that block on, it was downhill. So, it was killer. Yeah, it fell apart so quick. Um, you have to hope Andrew Thomas is all right with that hamstring. Evan Neal, who we heard, was like, no, no, he's improving in the offseason. Like, that sure as heck didn't look like it happened. Um, the one thing, though, I kind of, I'm, what I'm hoping for and maybe it's just wishful thinking, because I don't believe this team is as bad as they looked. Uh, I do think they're still better than that. 
And I know Steve Young has always kind of said how the way preseason is in today's game, that there's no real preseason anymore. And the real preseason now is weeks one through three or weeks one through four. And you have to kind of hope that was just the Giants getting out all the kinks and Brian Dable being like, okay, that was as bad as it gets. Like, we could only go up from here. Um, and at least they do. They do have a good uh, a bounce back game this week against Arizona. I have gone there. I did start thinking about that because I needed something to get through it, right? Uh, but they do have playing Arizona. And if they lose to Arizona, then okay, you kind of deserve to get kicked out of the league. Um, but uh, I don't. I, I do think... I think this could be turned around, and if nothing else, this could be like the remember the Alamo of the Giants season. Like that, do you guys want that to happen again? And I think that could be, it could really spur the team. So if this happening in Week One, I don't think is the worst thing to happen to the Giants. No, I mean, I, like I say, I think I got more confidence in it being like the wake up call we needed early. That like, hey, like that honeymoon phase of last year that rah rah we weren't supposed to be here early like that's over like now you are supposed to compete like this is the second year you know we just signed daniel jones to a new contract brought all these defensive guys over like it's time to time to show what you're about so um i did know they were going to face arizona next year or next week and i and i did think like okay this is like a test like you're supposed to be a couple touchdowns probably better than this team so if you know if, if we if we go out and play to our you know, competition and it's a close game and end up losing. I think that's going to be, that's kind of like where our season's headed. Um, you know, we'll probably go 0 and 2 against Cowboys, 0 and 2 against the Eagles, but you know, they gotta, they gotta turn it around because they did then they didn't come out ready to play. And, you know, you think of a Giants team, like, uh, you know, growing up, like it's like, we've handled adversary. We, we, we play from behind all our life. So, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, the kick to the mouth in the you know the first quarter shouldn't have shouldn't have dismantled us like it did. That's for sure. Yeah, it, this team I do still think they're gonna have some fight. And there were some like I don't want to say there weren't like positives or takeaways or anything, but you did kind of see flashes of like all right, well Darren Waller sure looks like he can be a force if he stays healthy. Um, I know the like there was nothing like any of the receivers did that would make you think like. But the the anything that was impressive, but you kind of still know it's there. Like you kind of think that he gets something out, and you, we still know what Daniel Jones can do with his legs. Uh, we still have Saquon, so I think like as as horrible as it was, as terrible as the week started, as a horrible mood Monday, it just and it happens. You know, it happens at the end, right? It happens at the Sunday night. So you just go to bed in this horrible mood, and then you wake up in a bad mood, and you go to work in a bad mood, and you treat people like trash at work because you don't care. You're like, you know, just fire me, all right? What's the? You can't get any worse than this. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, like it was just, oh, it was brutal, and just thank God we got that one out of the way. And I mean, I say that I say, hopefully we just got out of the way. Cause I can't deal with it. If they have another one of those, just let down seasons. No. Yeah. And it's, it's our offensive line. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, what, what else? I mean, I, I agree with you. There were some like decent spots. I don't know if you call them bright spots, but like our defense didn't look terrible. Um, I think Dak Prescott only threw for like, and don't call me on this. I might just be making this up, but I think he only threw for like 143 yards or something like that. So it's not like he took off on him. I think what went, what could have went wrong, went wrong. And it was just like one of those, like 
you know, full moon, bad luck days for the, for the, for the giants. And we'll go from there. But, um, defense didn't look terrible. I think, I think you're right. Darren Waller gets going and you can get this Paris Campbell. I mean, we didn't even get to see him. That, that dude's going to be hopefully a stud if they can block for DJ. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. It, that's really kind of what it was. It was just, are they giving up the, you know, the block kick for return for a touchdown, the pick six, like you, you put themselves in that hole right from the beginning. And after that, it was a bunch of, yeah, it was, one two a uh, field goal and then three running touch uh, th- three running touchdowns or f- two field goals and three ru- rushing touchdowns so it wasn't like Dak Prescott was doing anything and I still have a lot of faith and belief that this could be a despite what just happened this is going to be still be a good defense because I I just think Wink Martindale he knows what he's doing and he'll be able to get the best out of this defense yeah no I mean it's it's tough because I think it, what hurts more is it was the Cowboys, right? It's a divisional game. Yeah. You know, you you hate you don't want to lose to them any day of the week, let alone on a Sunday night. So, um, it's I don't know. It like you know, just gotta swallow it and make sure you don't want to feel this again if you're in that locker room. That's for sure because uh, <laughs> the the fans won't take it. I'll tell you that they'll be calling for they'll be they, you know they'll be Joe Judge all over again. You know, oh he's he's great, he's great. Get him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. The honeymoon is over. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it with the Giants. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but I'm ready to move on. Yeah, let's go and talk about the other New York team. Let's talk about the New York Jets. That's a big story right now. Um, as I, me, Michael and I were joking before we jumped on and everybody listening, I um, when I first, when this first happened last night, I was putting my kids to bed and I was able to joke around that it took so long to put my kids to bed that I missed Aaron Rodgers' entire Jets career. Uh, this in this was bad. And it's for a team that was really poised to go to a Super Bowl, you think it was a Super Bowl contender. Um, to see that play out the way it did was so bad. And I I mean, I don't believe in curses. Like, I don't think the Red Sox were ever cursed. I think they're just a poorly run organization. I don't think the Cubs were ever cursed. Like, they were run even worse. Um, I kind of am starting to think that Jets might be cursed. Like for all that hype and on Aaron Rodgers' fourth play to go down. Like I, I truly think this like this might be a cursed franchise. For all the Jets things to happen, this might be a cursed franchise. I I could not agree with you more. I mean, like the from the butt fumble down. I I don't. I mean, my whole life has been, I, I, you know, I'm born in the nineties, so I I didn't really get to see like Joe Namath and all them, but, um, from my whole life, I mean, they, they went to two AFC championships with Rex Ryan and that was it. I mean, everything else has been a laughing stock. I mean, and this is, this just like icing on the cake. Like they were on hard knocks. They brought all these receivers over some from green Bay. They got Garrett Wilson and you know, the, the, the defense is supposed to take another leap than what it did last year. And, literally within 10 minutes of the game, your Super Bowl hopes just got flushed down the toilet. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a black cat running around that, that franchise. Yeah, it's like, it's it, for all, for as horrible as I felt as a Giants fan, like that happens and you're like, oh God, like it, it can be worse. Like it actually can be worse. And like we were saying, these New York, New York teams, as much as I say, I don't believe in curses right now, it sure as heck feels like we're all cursed. Um, God, that was bad. And oh, go go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, and 
The worst part about that as a Giants fan is the Jets still found out a way one. Found out a way to win. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, and all that you I keep forgetting that oh yeah, Zach Wilson somehow won a game. Like yeah. it's like and you see that catch that Garrett Wilson made and you're like, Oh man, like that what a talent to be wasted this season. Um it, yeah. What yeah, are the Jets just... options too? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was gonna ask you. So, is Tom Brady coming back or what? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking too. Tom Brady, like that would be. It's for Tom Brady. This could be the perfect scenario. Like he would go in. He'd have some. He'd have Brees Hall, who looks really good. Garrett Wilson is a stud receiver, so he'd have the weapons. He'd have a, the defense. Um, line offensive line a little iffy, right? And you still have to, you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Like you have weapons on that offense, and that's tailor made a team ready to go to the Super Bowl. I don't see how Tom Brady isn't interested. Like, and how they wouldn't be interested in him because that's your option. There's literally nobody else out there you can get right now that could fit, even potentially fill these shoes to make this team a Super Bowl contender. So is that is that what you're thinking, Tom Brady, or do you think they? Do you really think they're rolling Zach Wilson or making some sort of trade? Um, I think I think they're rolling with. I mean, have you have you watched Hard Knocks at all? No, no, I didn't. So the vibe I got from Hard Knocks was like Zach Wilson, like they're they you know as a Jet fan you're meant to believe like he's still our guy, just not this year. You know he's gonna learn from Aaron and he's gonna do this and this and that. So I I think they truly thought like you know, Zach Wilson will be their guy after Aaron Rodgers retires maybe in a year or two. And that's why they didn't get rid of him. Um, and then when you see him like at practice and stuff, you see like he was learning a lot. Like Aaron Rodgers, like, I guess like, you know, unlike I think the Jordan love narrative, he was kind of like invested, like he was enjoying his time in New York and he actually kind of liked Zach Wilson. They joked around a lot. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think they do believe in Zach Wilson. I think they don't have a chance to go to the Super Bowl anymore, but I think Zach Wilson's their guy. I think like that, you know. I think they never necessarily lost hope on him. I think they just wanted him to learn under Aaron Rodgers. See, to me, I thought right away like that Zach Wilson pick made no sense to me. You're taking this kid out of BYU, a Utah, out of Utah, and dumping him in to be the New York Jets quarterback. Like, I don't see that working. Um, so I still have questions about that. And I don't even know if it's that he can't do it. No, he might not be able to. Um, or if just he's just put in a bad situation where he's set up to fail. So, again, I didn't watch Hard Knocks, so that's all interesting and odd. That's information to me that I had no idea. So maybe there's a chance. But, yeah, I, you're otherwise, what are you doing? You're trying to bring Tom Brady out of retirement. You're trying to... You're looking at a trade, like, what are you going to do, trade for Kyler Murray or, you know, um, one of those people? I, I just, I, like, yeah, I, who, who are you going to get? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was thinking of, uh, who'd the Cowboys just get? Trey Lance. You go oh. see what they'll sell him for um, or vice versa. See if they're willing to get rid of Dak Prescott and you can pay him, the, you know, his contract and see how high they are on Trey Lance since they went and got him, so. I don't know. I, I I think I think truly they're gonna stay put. Um, I I think um, it's all up here for Zach Wilson. Like I think it's like mental. Like I think he's got the arm talent. I think he you know his he's a he's an NFL quarterback physically. I think if if he just kind of gets it up there and maybe gets a little confidence and a little experience and you know another year under his belt because he was a rookie last year, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last year was his first year. Right. 
I think so. It must that was have the... been, yeah. And I mean, I mean, they still won seven games, so that's. I know they had a defense, you know, all world class defense, but I mean, you think if this guy progresses just a little bit, you know, two more games is nine. That you're already at five over five hundred. Maybe another year you get to ten, eleven, you know, start making playoff runs if you can keep the defense intact. I don't know. I mean, like I said, he's no Aaron Rodgers. I would take. I would. I wouldn't trade Daniel Jones for him by any means, but I don't think he's like a bust yet or anything. Oh wow, like that's a that's a, I gotta give it to you because that is a that's a, that's an endorsement, and I, there's not a lot of people out there. Everything I heard today was negative about Zach Wilson, so uh, it's interesting that you did watch Hard Knocks and got that take on him. So it's gonna be curious to see what happens now because I think a lot of us are thinking like this kid's gonna screw up, but. If he does somehow figure it out, Aaron Rodgers like continues the mental role even while he's um, injured. You get to be the guy that comes out and say, "Hey, it's on air." I was the first one to say it. Zach Wilson wasn't going to blow this. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was going to say I don't think he's going to be a reason why they win a Super Bowl or anything, but I think he's good enough to get him to the playoffs. Um, and you know, depending on the matchup, like you know, I don't know if he's going to go out and beat the 49ers or the chiefs in the AFC or, you know, championship or anything like that. But I mean, could he win a playoff game against the Jaguars? I don't see why not. I mean, he's got the talent around him. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there were, it is crazy too. That besides just Aaron Rodgers, there were just injuries around the NFL this week. Uh, I mean, my, in our bleacher brawls league, my first round pick, Travis Kelsey, got hurt two days before the Thursday night kickoff game, and just I'm hoping he comes back. But man, that was a brutal one. And now you like, what are the Chiefs really? Because uh, without Travis Kelsey, that team, the team looked bad. But I do have to say, the Detroit Lions have fight. This is not the same old Detroit Lions. So I think it was really a good mat, like a perfect storm of a matchup where Detroit was coming in ready to punch Kansas City in the mouth. And they lost their biggest weapon going into that game. And then Kadarius Tony had the worst game of his career. Like, there, there you go. Someone else connected to New York that just had an absolutely awful week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad we got to bring that up because uh, I wasn't on. Uh, I guess you know, we need to do a show since Thursday. But um, that does make me happy that uh, – I mean, I don't wish anyone to fail necessarily, but it does make me happy that, like, you know, you gotta like, maybe we got the last word at the moment because in his mind he thinks he won the Super Bowl last year and, you know, he, he thinks he's got the last one over Giants fan because we got rid of him and all this stuff. But, I mean – you or I could have been a receiver on the Chiefs last year and they still would have won the Super Bowl, so I don't really give him too much credit. Um, and, you know, what an awful performance <laughs> Thursday. Um, I think the reason why they lost the game, I, I agree with you, Detroit's Detroit's live. I mean, I think they're a good team, but if Kadarius Toney makes two more catches, they probably don't win that game. So without yeah, the two I mean... best players, or two out of three of their best players. Yeah, I mean, it's true. That's a good point. Like, it's not like Detroit's going to the Super Bowl this year, but I just think I just like that team. I think there's a lot of fight. I like Coach Campbell. I hope uh, that's a team that looks like they're starting to take on his personality. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes from there. There was another injury this week, right? Who else got hurt? I was thinking J.K. Dobbins, but well, that's not a big one. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. out for the season. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't like, I don't know how serious it is if he's like, if it was just like, because I know he didn't come back into the game, but uh, the Colts rookie running back, uh, Anthony Richardson, he left the game and never came back. He was playing good. I, I think I got him on my, um, my, oh, he was one of my flex options. So he, what did he play? Like three quarters? I know he didn't finish the game because he got hurt. He still got me over 20 points. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then. Yeah, he's just out for this week, though. It's not like a long-term injury, right? I don't know. I, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I honestly haven't seen anything about it. it. It says he's questionable, so I'm assuming it's not like a season-ending thing. He, I'm pretty sure when I saw the replay, he walked off on his own, so I don't think he like broke or tore anything. I think it was just – and it was probably you know his first NFL game, so they are probably like, let's not get our first-round pick killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so – Exactly. And then the other teams that I was thinking, because I've got, I don't know if you, I got the YouTube app, the Sunday ticket, so I could like watch the Giants at home. I don't have to go out to do it anymore. And it was really cool. I liked the app. You could watch it. I wasn't doing the four games at once, but I was doing three games at once, kind of switching back and forth to which fantasy players I had. So I was watching the Bengals Browns game. Oh, great. Yeah, you're from Cincinnati. Like that was, I was shocked by how, Poorly that game turned out for Cincinnati. I do know it was terrible weather conditions. Joe Burrow didn't get a ton of reps. So I think, again, kind of like the Giants, I don't think this is a sign that Cincinnati, the Bengals, are a bad team or anything like that. I think they'll probably go on a run from here. But that was a pretty shocking game to watch. Just I really still expected more in that uh, out of Cincinnati. Yeah, no, I was going to say it was a, I mean, I don't think anyone would have predicted, like, you know, I, I I laugh at it because I'm a Giants fan living in Cincinnati. It's the only two teams I'm pretty sure this this week that didn't score a touchdown. So I get to correlate that with all my <laughs> friends. But um, no, it was a shock, man. I mean, like Cleveland's defense looked for real. I mean, I know they got some stud defensive lines, but they held all those receivers in check too. And they, I mean, towards the end too, they were kind of like, you know, like, you know, when like you're, you're really taking it to a team, you get it like a little too cocky and you start showboating a little bit. Like there was some showboating going on at the end of that game. And I was like, dang, you know, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm, I'm looking at all this and remembering it when they come to Cincinnati later on in the season. Cause that couldn't fly on my team, but I don't know. It was tough to watch. I mean, I, I was going to ask you, and I'm the only one making a big deal at this. Joe Burrow just signed the $275 million contract and they're getting their you-know-what's kicked at the end of the game, and he didn't play, like, the last drive or two. And, like, I know it was raining, and he's coming off an injury, and, you know, that's your franchise, but, like, I don't know. I'm not a Bengals fan, so I really, like, I guess I didn't feel too heavy about it, but, like, I would have been pissed if that was Daniel Jones. Like, what, you're you're too good to not go out there with your teammates and get your butt kicked? Like, you're down 21 points, so you can't be out. I don't know. You know, I was like, is he hurt? Is he – he was just on the sideline hanging out in the fourth quarter. I was just, I, I don't know. I was, I, you know, you just got paid. You can't say you, you, you know, you're not going to get your money anyways. Yeah. I mean, you're maybe, you're basically just running out the clock at that point. Anyway, it's going to be handoff, handoff, handoff punt. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't really think about that, but that's a good point. I just kind of thought like that he was getting pulled out of the game because they, it's Joe Burrow. You don't want to risk him getting hurt uh, for what it's worth. Like he has had a little bit of, He's dealt with some injuries so far in his career, so that's how I was taking it. 
But yeah, if, if he kind of didn't want to play, if he's like, you know, mad that they were losing or something or whatever, then yeah, that's that is a bad look. I I didn't think of about uh, think about it like that, but it's certainly a possibility. Yeah, and I, I was say I, I guess I don't want to necessarily accuse him because I you know who knows I'm not on the sideline. He might have said like, look, my ankle is kind of feeling funky, like, and they might have said no, sit him sit him down. So I don't know. I didn't really do too much extensive research in it, but like, I guess we're just spoiled because like. I'm pretty sure you'd have to yank Daniel Jones, you know, helmet off of him. And you're going to have to take his, you know, pads off for him. He's not coming out of that game. Like we were down 41 and he was still going out getting his, you know, seven sacks that he, that he, you know, that his offensive line gave him. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, like I said, I could just be spoiled because, you know, Eli was, you know, uh, he never, he never got injured and he never came out and DJ looks to be following suit. So I just, it annoyed me. Like if I was an offensive lineman, I was like, well, you're, you know, unless you're hurt, what are you too good to be out here getting our butts kicked too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair point. Um, so that you never know with Burrow, like for what it's worth, like I like the guy. I think he's got a lot of swag, so he's a likable guy. I'm sure I wouldn't like him as a person. Like I, I don't want to sit down and hang out with the guy. I don't think I, we'd get along at all. So I, I could see him just kind of sitting there and being a baby about it. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to this game. It's over. I, I'm done. So Yeah. Like, even if your coach tells you, like, hey, like, you're good, like, be like, no. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> no, I'm not good. I'm, I'm going to yeah. play this game. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm running out there anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, like I said. like off and, the field, yeah. Right, yeah, and, and Daniel Jones, right? I don't think, like I said, I don't think Daniel Jones is coming off the field because he just got his huge $275 million contract. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, another game that I want to talk about real quick is where um, was Dolphins Chargers. I watched that game too, or at least as much of that game as I could because that was around the time my, uh, my wife and daughters got home. Uh, it was actually cool this Sunday. I had to get sidetracked a little bit. My son and uh, my wife went out with my daughter so it was me and my son at home and he just hung out with me while we watched football all day so that was really cool his first football sunday uh it went pretty badly with the giants but at least he's asleep for most of that he won't remember it but he did sit there and hang out while we watched um football watched the yankees on my phone you know like it was, it was a cool sports day uh so my wife and daughter get home wife and daughters get home about probably like at some point in the first, it's probably the second quarter of that Chargers Dolphins game, but I was still following at that point because I was invested. Great game, a lot of back and forth. Tyreek Hill plays the game at a different speed than I've ever seen before. Like, I always just kind of like, I don't want to say I recognize the talent, but it's like, okay, you're playing with Patrick Mahomes, and then you're kind of seeing him. Um, just I I don't know. Just watching him in this game, it was like he was just head and shoulders above the rest of every other person on that field in terms of speed. So I thought that was a cool game, cool thing to watch. And then Tua Tagovailoa, just please God let this guy stay healthy. It's I know the odds are really bad against it, but another just really talented quarterback that I'd hate to see him go down to injury. But that oh, just those two quarterbacks alone, Char, uh, Tagovailoa. And Justin Herbert just put on a show, and that was probably the funnest game to watch um, this whole weekend for me. <clears throat> no, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't get to watch it. Like I was like kind of phone watching it, like because I had some fantasy guys, you know, in the game, so I kind of knew what was going on. I knew it was a shootout. Um, Tyree Kill's got that like 
extra gear like people have got like a fourth gear and the guys who run the four twos and the four threes and like it seems like this guy's just got like that like turbo boost gear that like yeah you might run a four two two but like you're still not football fast like i am like he like yeah. there's a reason why that dude is like called the cheetah um i mean he you know he and what's amazing too is they got a quarterback like you like you said they had patrick mahomes and now they got someone that like literally hits him in stride like i know he can't throw the deep ball that all that good and but like on these slant routes like the dude's not slowing down like it's it's the it's a perfect ball so i think that team's like for like very dangerous very live um especially in like a loaded um afc east conference like where everyone was talking about the jets and the bills and i i mean i i'm I'm excited to see them clash up. Yeah, things changed really, really quickly in week like in week one. You have the Dolphins. If by some chance Tagaloa can stay healthy, that's a really, really good team. The Jets season kind of just potentially ended. At least championship hopes ended, and the Bills did not look that good. And they don't have the excuse for not looking good. You know they've been around. And supposed to be a championship contender for a while. Uh, we've heard there were some rifts between uh, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen doesn't look that good without Brian Dable. So that's a team that I, I think might be trending downwards. Um, stinks for Buffalo. Just another missed opportunity. But what are, you, what are your thoughts? Do you think they can turn? So... I think Buffalo's turning downwards, but what are your uh, what are your takes on that team? Uh, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, I think they've missed their window. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Stefan Diggs is a world class athlete, but you don't got the defense you did a year or two ago, and I don't think you got um, just the like. I don't know if you, this makes sense, but like the mojo, right? Like two, three years ago, if we would have told you like, oh, you're gonna play the this Jets team without Aaron Rodgers, like we're talking about, you know two, three score different, you know, two, three touchdown, you know, differential. If you're going to tell me Zach Wilson plays that game last night, but even, you know, even with Aaron Rodgers, you know, two point, I think they were laying two points. So, I mean, they're not what they used to be at all. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think even last year when like the Bengals um, went as far as they did again, I think like that's when people were like, you know, I think Josh Allen might've took that step down and Joe, they kind of elevated Joe Burrow you know, behind the Patrick Mahomes and the Jalen Hurts. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think they're going to be trading before they win anything soon. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate for Buffalo again, just a city they can't win. You know, we all know why the birds fly upside down over Buffalo. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to get death threats for that one. You ever tell that joke to someone from Buffalo, they don't take it very well. <laughs> like, 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 there's a lot of pride in that city. So <laughs> turn, turn, turn your Twitter, turn your Twitter notifications off for the night. Yeah. We're going to find out what our following is in Buffalo after, after this one <laughs> drops. <laughs> if I get a lot of heat, we'll know why. Um, <laughs> And another surpriser this weekend I thought was pretty crazy was uh, I'm always about to call him St. Louis, uh, the the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, and the C Seattle Seahawks. I kind of expected Seattle to run away with this game. Uh, <laughs> another another team that just went it went south and just I was shocked 
that the Rams pulled that one off. Cause I'm expect, I was expecting nothing out of the Rams this season. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I was shocked to keep, to, to have him keep it close too. Um, I, and I don't know, I guess when I was in the off season, I was thinking like Sean McVay is not going to let them have that bad of a season. Like, I don't know why everyone's so down on them. And then like towards the end of the preseason, you're kind of hearing like, <laughs> they're going to have, you know, I was kind of thinking like they might have that bad of a season. Like, you know, I think these, I don't know. It's, they definitely, like I said, the mojo wasn't there. They were trending down hard, like even faster than the bills were. Um, and which is crazy because they won the Super Bowl two years ago. So that was quick. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I was going to say they were a shock to me. My biggest shock, I think of the weekend was, uh, the Patriots keeping it close with the Eagles at first, first quarter, they were down like 14 or 17, like, nothing you know 14 nothing 17 nothing like in the first quarter then all of a sudden it was a game um and they got to they got to Jalen Hurts I think they got a few turnovers out of him because I got him in fantasy in one of my leagues and they got me like 12 points (laughs) so I was kind of ticked off about that um but no the Patriots I mean like talk about a loaded AFC East like their defense looks solid and if they can finally turn Mac Jones around like you know they might even you know have something to say about that division yeah, I do think I do believe in Mac Jones. I just think he was something different in Alabama, and he came from a winning program. He's just a winner. Like he just carried the way he carries himself. And uh, I think I know um, that offensive coordinator. What's his name? He was the coach in Houston, and he he blew it. He was horrible down there. Um, whatever. But that offensive coordinator, I do know he's uh, Bill O'Brien. I do yep. know he's like he really is. Uh, he might have been a horrible coach, but he is a good coordinator. And if anyone could pull, get something out of Mac Jones, I think this guy might be like I. It's the Patriots, so I haven't completely written them off. Like you said, Bill Belichick with that defense, like that's solid. And I do think if Bill O'Brien can figure out an offense that works for this kid. I think they're going to be a force once again, which I'd hate to see, but I think it's a possibility. Yeah, no, I was going to say that they proved something to me this week. Like I'm, I'm, you know, if they sneak in the playoffs, I I don't want to see them in the playoffs because, like you said, Bill Belichick's probably. I mean, I know he, he his image might have taken a a downward spiral after the whole Tom Brady exit, and he still and he won the Super Bowl and whatnot, but. I think he's, you know, as far as game plan goes, I don't think there's still anyone better. I, I don't, like, anyone predicted them to keep a five-point game with, you know, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best offensive teams of last year. I mean, I don't know. I, it, I was impressed. And then just to see Mac Jones take another leap forward. And, you know, he's definitely got the arm talent. And, I mean, I think, I think you know, if you give him a few receivers, like, they're they're for real. Yeah, and a lot of those issues that he seemed to be having last season – uh, it did seem like he was getting frustrated out of a lack of like the team not being able to win, not being able to figure things out, making dumb decisions. Like, you know, you had an offense being run by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Like, is, was anybody surprised that kind of really exploded or imploded and turned into what it was? You can't. You, I think this year is going to be like the kind of the tell all year for finally with Mac Jones. Like, if he if he can't do it with Bill O'Brien. He probably can't do it. No. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd, this. I'd forgot that they had Joe Judge there last year. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, no, all credit to him because I think he still had a decent season last year too. I mean, 
Um, so as long as he as long as he stays with that Patriot organization, I think they're going to steer him in the right direction. Definitely. And now to just steer it back to the Giants to close this out, because why not? Um, <clears throat> I was flipping through those games on the YouTube app, you know, the three games at once. I'm just enjoying it in the, the afternoon games. I noticed Antonio Pierce on the sidelines for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't know how old you were when the Giants won like that the first of the two Super Bowls against the Patriots. But Antonio Pierce was like my favorite player on that team because like I know he wasn't like the most like skilled linebacker of all time, but he was such like a captain and a quarterback of that defense in just the way he took charge and what that defense was with him, like really in the middle of it on top of everything, reading offensive coverages and just being out there and yeah, being a coach on the field. Like that's what he was. He was a coach on the field. So to see him uh, as a, now the linebackers coach, of the Las Vegas Raiders, I thought that was really cool. And I hope he just continue. I guess he's been a coach for a while. I just didn't really realize it. And, um, I was just happy to see the guy and just so like, oh man, I hope you, I hope we get him back as a linebackers coach or defensive coordinator one day. Cause I think he'd do a great job. So that was my kind of thing. Uh, Antonio Pierce, but out of those giants teams, like who was one of your favorite players out of those, like either of those two Super Bowl teams that really like, maybe he was like, the, you know, not like necessarily Eli Manning, but like who was a player there that maybe didn't get a lot of credit that you just loved. Um, well, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but my all-time favorite giant is uh, Jeremy Shockey. Um, just like, uh, I don't know, like the dude, like the the play where he got his helmet ripped off and he's still putting his head down and he gets up, throws, you know, throwing the ball. I, that's, I mean, that like lives rent-free in my head for the rest of my life. Like I used to think about that before every football game. Just uh, he, So he's probably my favorite. Like I still like – I will like I you know when you have like kids you know your jerseys when you're younger and stuff like I will not throw his jersey away and it is two sizes too small on me now but I refuse to throw it away it's just gonna hang it up one day eventually it's just gonna sit in my closet forever I don't know or give it to my son in the future who knows but um, him he's definitely for sure I didn't know Antonio Pierce was a coach and I'm kind of annoyed that he's not a Giants coach because what like who's our linebackers coach that we can't go get him I mean. I mean, the dude was a coach on the field. You can't tell me he's got to be, you know, can't be that bad. So, um, Super Bowl pedigree. I mean, what, what's there not to like? Yeah, yeah. He was just a video monster back then. They said he just spent so much time in the video room, always watching video. Uh, so it's, I'm not surprised that he's a coach. And I would expect big things out of those Raiders linebackers this season. And yes, that Jeremy Shockey play where the, the helmet pops off and he just puts his head down anyway. That dude was a monster. Uh, just, oh, he was so much fun to watch. And it was kind of like, it was like one of those things where he just got hurt before going into the Super Bowl. And you just felt so bad for him. Um, cause that was the end of it. It was his first time with the Giants, but man, he was such a likable guy. Um, man. Yeah. I, I, say, I still, I still follow him on Instagram. Like he's, he's just a Florida boy. He lives in the South and, uh, cause he went to Miami university. So yeah. he, uh, I think he just, he liked it so much because I think he's from Oklahoma or something like that. But, um, yeah, he just fishes and, and he lives, seems like he lives a very quiet private life. So, um, that dude wrestles alligators too. I guarantee you, he goes <laughs> out there and wrestles alligators in the swamps of Florida just for fun. Like not even to yeah. put it on. Like you say, ah, oh, you know, I'm just going to go wrestle an alligator today. I could use a good fight. 
And I feel bad yeah. for those alligators because, man, <laughs> like, what's yeah. an alligator going to do to Jeremy Shockey? <laughs> a runaway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, now I was a freshman in high school during that 07, 07 year. So I kind of always remember them because the first one, I was 07, 08 uh, year, and I was a freshman. And then the second one, I was a senior because it was four years after. So it's kind of easier for me to remember. But um, – you maybe you got me thinking of uh, favorite Giants. Uh, you remember Jason Seahorn? Oh yeah, yeah, the cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like on the hunt for his jersey. I, I'm like <laughs> looking. I'm looking for you know. I'm looking for uh, to find like the real stitched one. Um, every but they don't have my size on the pro shop, so I have, I'm just, I like literally refresh it every week. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, Jason Seahorn, like another guy, just terrible injury due to bad coaching. Like, why is that guy returning punts? Like, even if you wanted to, like, why would you do that? And then it just, you know, he was never the same after that, unfortunately. No, no, he was part of that that uh, 2001 run when they got mm-hmm. uh, demolished by the Ravens yeah. in the Super Bowl. But um, no, yeah, I mean. What a! I was a little too young to like necessarily go through the whole roster and remember who everyone is, but I was just thinking of like, that's like kind of like the earliest I can remember is Giants, uh, a Giants fandom with like Kerry Collins and Tiki Barber and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that team. Oh, I've blocked that team out of my memory. That was such <laughs> a bad. That that was such a bad day. I was a freshman in college when that. Oh God, that was horrible. That was it. And yeah. it's like Jason Seahorn, because as good as he was, I always remember him getting like dragged over the goal line in that Super Bowl too. So um yeah. always picking his pants up. Yeah. Speaking of cornerbacks, so one more shout out I'll have is uh Aaron Ross, actually. Uh, you know, he's on both of those teams. He was never like a lockdown uh all pro cornerback, but he was a solid cornerback. And um my wife actually obviously haven't gone to the university of Texas. So she was there when he won a national championship with Texas marries Sonia Richards, Ross, who's a gold medalist, uh, all time, like hall of, I assume hall of fame, uh, track and field star for the United States. If she's not a hall of fame, she should be, uh, she's one of the greatest. So they're like royalty here in Texas, especially amongst, university of texas fans so uh that's a guy who uh i'll still see on uh like my wife would share the social medias with me of like him and Sonia richard draw so he's always been a favorite here and if i ever run into him sometime in austin i'd be happy to i'd definitely be like hey man i know everybody around here in texas is saying thank you for the <laughs> national championship i'm saying thank you for the two super bowls there you go <laughs> and, yeah, and those two those speaking of that like aaron ross and Sonia richards ross have a son and she's pregnant with another kid i don't know if they're having a boy or a girl but they have a son this kid has is going to be one of the fastest human beings on the planet between those two guys because Aaron Ross was a really fast dude and Sonia Richards Ross is one, was one of the fastest women on the planet. So hopefully that kid, Ducey Ross, plays for the uh, New York Giants one day. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Hopefully, he's still got some Giants connections. Maybe get some scouts over. Watch some. I don't know how old he is, but we need to get them at those at those games as quick as possible because. Um, <laughs> We could use all the help we can get after Sunday. <laughs> well, he's like probably like five or six years old, so there's we got. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought he was like in high school already. <laughs> no, 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 not there yet. Okay, but, uh, well, still scout him early. 
Yeah, exactly. With with those kind of jeans. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke too. Uh, this past weekend, we went to uh, a high school football game here, my our town high school football game, Friday nights in Texas. Uh, they had a cheer program for our, like uh, for the kids. So my eight year old signed up to go out and do uh, cheer during the first half of the high school football game, and. My son ended up staying home with my mother-in-law. She babysat him, so we didn't have to take him. But if I brought that kid to that football game, six months old, they'd be like, "This kid, he's a year old? He's six months old? All right. Six months old, this big? Like, what kind of feeding program do you got him on? What's his nutrition? Like, <laughs> I would have been getting scattered already. Um, I was making the joke that uh, a certain college already offered me uh, a new car and a tractor, but I'm holding out for more. So he hasn't committed anywhere yet. <laughs> Waiting for the call from uh, Carcesian over there? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And with that, um, I think this was an awesome episode. I hope you guys had fun. We had fun. I cheered myself up a little bit. This was a great talk. Like we, It was good therapy. Like I don't feel as awful as I did when we first started recording. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to talk about the Giants. Like Now I actually feel good. I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to this weekend where we're just going to beat down the Cardinals. I know it's going to happen, and our season's turning around. Yeah, and, I was going to say, as and you might even get to go 2-0 and against the Red Sox today. Yes, exactly. Oh, I haven't even checked the score. We've been talking. I got to see what is it, 2-1? 4-1. Four one. Four one. Nice. Is it over yet? No, top nine. All right. Yep. And with that, the Yankees dominate the Red Sox. The Giants are going to kick the curve stop the Cardinals. And uh, with that, thank you for listening to Bleacher Brawls. It's been a great time. And uh, I'm ready for Sunday. Let's go.